Welcome to Conspiracy of Light, the podcast that takes apart the Babylon 5 universe from the eyes of two guys who are watching the Babylon 5 series. <laughs> My name is Woody Harris. And I'm Josue Cardone. <laughs> and uh, we are going to uh, talk about today, Born to the Purple. Um, I, I was thinking, Josue, I, I need to just call you my attache because you're the one who hasn't really watched Babylon 5 yet. And I'm uh, an old hat at it. Like I'm, I'm, I've seen this show so many times and it's made such an impact on my life. And you are my Vircoto. Um, <laughs> <laughs> can't get you to put down the video games and... <laughs> I'm basically Veer. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so Born of the Purple is, uh, you know, unlike the last story, which was all about the soul and, and us trying to sort of identify what the soul might be. This is more about intrigue and backstabbing and just uh, sort of the crazy political schemes that go on underneath the, the sheen of the Babylon 5 station. Mm-hmm. Um, everything looks so organized from space and then you get inside and you find that, oh my God, there's <laughs> there's a lot of intrigue going on here. I, I got to say, we, we talked about this in the last episode, but the moment when they went into... I don't know if there's a, an official term for it, but like the, the underground of you know Babylon 5... I was like, wait a minute, uh, like it was suddenly Star Trek, and now it's Blade Runner. Like it's like yeah. guys with the, like futuristic glasses and then the guns, and you know everything is like grimy and dirty and dark. And I was like, oh man, this is there's there's so much potential. Like I'm, I'm assuming, you know, we we could have full episodes down here because it's a whole other world. Yeah, and, there's a CD underworld to yeah. to Babylon Five. It's it's there's kind of a gold rush thing going on here. So, all these entrepreneurs, hustlers, and and diplomats, everybody kind of rushes to this space because here we're going to kind of here we're going to establish our peace by somehow living together in this big space station. But you know, people get there and they run out of money. They end up in the lurkers layer or whatever. I, I can't remember what it's called. It's down under though. It's like there's the top layer, which is all this kind of like high-level echelon stuff going on and then down below people don't even know what's going on up above they're completely below decks um so it's fascinating to see how straczynski put together these striations of uh kind of uh oppression and um what are the words Uh, this hierarchy of of social structures basically and the inequality yeah because because i remember from the i Maybe it was the pilot movie uh, where they're they looking at the garden, right? What is that? Yeah, this the Zen garden. Yeah, yeah, it's this beautiful, um, like you know, it's like the the lungs of the station and all that, and all these beautiful plant life, and and it's awesome. And then like the, it's the opposite down there, you know. Yeah, I just had the 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 realization that maybe some of those places are off limits to those people who are down there, so to speak. Well, they're definitely off limits to a lot of the aliens because of the atmosphere yeah so oppression by atmosphere basically (laughs) yeah yeah i mean it's 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 such an interesting idea that you could build a communal space and it's prohibited or not prohibited but it's just inaccessible to i don't know how many different alien species just by the way that it was designed and i don't know i think i think there's a lot of possible commentary there depending on you know the story you want to tell 
Absolutely. And, and, you know, we come in with this kind of high colonial ideas, you know, we're, we're more, more sided with earth force. We're more, uh, you know, we're, we're more on the top echelon. We see these people as below us, but we see that, you know, there's all this weird culture going on where there's, there's slave trades going on and there's, uh, you know, um, seedy bars and, and, uh, just this kind of like underworld. That's the best way to put it. It's, it's, it's an underworld. So uh, I, I, I looked it up earlier and I, I forgot his name again. What's the name of the guy who looks like a, the alien that looks like a, like a grasshopper or a fly? Negrath. Negrath. Okay. Okay. Got it. Everything for Negrath is very expensive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How many oh. different ways can you say this is going to cost a lot? I yeah. can do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, he's never said no. It's just, just going to cost more. I like Negrath. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but something something you were saying about like uh, siding with um, um, Space Force or just like identifying more with the, the humans. There was a scene when uh, the, I think it was Taika or Talka was uh, going through the market and the this human was like, hey man, like watch where you're going. And uh, Talka just grabs him and like zaps him with his hand. And it made me oh, think about how, yeah. how like humans are like humans suck, right? Like they have no powers. They have no special abilities. Like they have no, they're just like, they're default, right? Yeah. And like then the aliens, like they, they could be anything, you know, they could do so many different things. Um, yeah. You're thinking of Trachus. Trachus. Gotcha. Trachus is the, uh, the slave owner of a, like he owns Adira and yeah. uh, he seems to be pulling the strings from the back, trying to get a hold of these purple files from, uh, from Lando Malari, which he's somehow going to bring down the the entire <laughs> Centauri Empire with just this one little <laughs> this one little uh, crystal uh, crystal encoder pack, hey, basically. Hey, man! Information is power. Who knows what's on those purple files? I don't it know. It is, but come on, triple cipher wine women song. That's your encryption in the future. <laughs> hey, you can't. You can't. <laughs> I don't judge people for their their horrible passwords. <laughs> yeah, but these the, okay. This is supposed to be your your primary. Like this is the thing that made House Malari right, <laughs> and it's just so easy. It it reminded me a little bit of. Did you ever see the the movie Sneakers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they get ago, yeah. the guy to uh, say, uh, "My name is." Uh, I've forgotten the guy's name, but my my voice is my passport <laughs> whatever it was <laughs> um and that that's exactly what adira did to lando so it was uh it's interesting to to see how easy that was really it was really pretty easy yeah i'm i'm not going to you know i mean even today we're we're arguing about how bad passwords are in general and what what better ways there are to to deal with, you know, information. Well, I'm still annoyed that every time I turn around, I have to change my password so much so that I changed one of my passwords to fuck you. I don't need a password. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I mean, I have a YubiKey. I have, you know, on our phones, we have, um, biometric, you know, <laughs> a ways of saving. Like it's, it's just, and yeah. And anyway, this is something that is, uh, in, in discussion right now. It's just, it's, it's not good. It's not good at all. <laughs> 
And, and the biometric might be the right way to go, but that certainly. But even then, she would have just drugged him and put his thumb on the the pad or whatever, and yeah, taken yeah. the files anyway. So yeah. she was going to get it no matter what. It was just a way that they. You know, this is the 90s, and so they're looking at uh, encryption and things like that in a much different way than we look at it now. So, oh, I saw um, a comedy recently. I don't remember which one it was, and I think it was one of those things where like they had to go into a secret room and they had to first like they had the thumb pad and then it scanned their eye and then they like licked the screen and like they just kept doing all this other stuff. <laughs> that sounds like an Austin Powers kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is interesting. Uh, Austin Powers. Um, Let's see if I can find this information. Um, the the woman who played Adira, Fabiana Ud- Udineo, I can't say her name very yeah. well. She was in the Austin Powers movie. Really? Turns out that uh, her her headpiece was um, it, it, like she's not actually bald. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I they, figured. for the most part, they, they for the for uh, most of the Centauri women in the show, they used uh, skull caps. Mm-hmm. But then they did actually have one bald woman, and everybody commented on how the bald woman looked fake. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I. So so I did I did not know this. So so the Centauri women don't have hair for the mo- for, on the majority of their head. Yes, that's okay. true. Do they always have like a like a like a tail? like she did like a ponytail you know i think there are different like there's almost like this with centauri it's all about the look of things right even even malari says this you know we're all about appearances um we live our lives for appearances yeah um i think that 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 whole look the hair everything about the the adorning of the head is part of their culture and part of their echelon if you will of of meaningful culture you know like their rank is reflected in their head <laughs> that's so, that's so cool yeah because it's like you know like like peacock hair or like these birds that like puff up their chest and like have all these wild colors it's and that's actually huh. a perfect sort of word for malari he's a peacock sometimes yeah <laughs> he struts and fluffs his feathers all the time I and mean, he is he is and and yeah, the the actor there he does a fantastic job uh, of uh, of uh, being a peacock. That's I, I I gotta say this is this is the third episode of the show, and already Londo and Jakar are so fleshed out, and Sinclair too. I mean, it's like they, these are fully formed like real characters, you know, with tons of personality and. Mm-hmm. Man, like it is, it is so good to to have these people at the core of it, you know, because they could they could have a story about whatever, and I think it would be entertaining because because of of of, of these characters. Oh yeah, um, well, I mean, uh, Andre Katsoulis, who is Jakar, and Peter Jurassic, who is Londo, uh, both are just formidable actors. Um, they've yeah. they've been in so many things, and you, you've seen them a lot, but. Um, you know, they did a really good job of fleshing out these characters. And I might have mentioned before, but uh, Andre, uh, Andres Katsluis uh, would spend his time in Narn like he would not change the entire day <laughs> that he was on set just to inhabit the the being that is Jakar. Um, so I think that plays into it as well. I, I doubt that Peter Jurassic did that. Um, well, I mean, but I don't know his I guess you mean in, in character. Yeah. Versus or, or in costume or both. Well, in character. Gotcha. Katsulis yeah. would stay in character. I don't know if I don't know if Peter Jurassic did. It. I've only heard the tales of of Katsulis doing it. Gotcha. Well, I mean, like that that's 
that's a lot of makeup, right? Like, I don't know if he, yeah. like, he could hold that all day, but, but, uh, when his attache showed up today, uh, it was funny cause his makeup looked so much better in my uh-huh. opinion. Okay. Uh, um, again, I don't know. It's an alien species. So, right. There would be different, uh, you know, like uh, different variations of, of, you know, of, of, of everything, right? Like how the skin looks, how the, yeah. how the colors look and everything. But it just looked like they spent two hours on the attache and like six hours on his makeup. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's the impression I, I can I got. see that. I can see that. Kodath is the uh, attache for the Narn. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the title, I didn't know this, um, the title Curler, Born to the Purple, um, is a term that dates back to Roman times. It's still in use in Britain, um, but Roman senators in the days of the Republic were, they wore purple edged togas as a symbol of their royalty and their rank. Hmm. Um, and since purple dyes were, they, they were very expensive. Um, so today, members of the House of Lords wear purple robes for the state occasions. Hmm. And when someone's made a peer in the UK, they are said to have been raised to the purple. So now you know what born to the purple means then is that you're not raised to the purple. You are hereditarily in line to the raised to the purple. So you're born to the purple. Yeah. Has it, did we know already that Lando was royalty or, or like, are we assuming that he's royalty or does he just have information on the royal family? You know, I, I, I know a lot about Lando, but I don't know for sure if we knew that at the so time. Far, okay. Yeah, yeah, don't 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 answer that if you're not sure. Because I don't remember. Yeah, because I I also looked it up. I was like, what does the purple mean? They really didn't um, say anything other than those purple files are very important. Right, right. And and you know the thing is, we're slowly fleshing out Londo's story as yeah. we move along, and we can see that the, the house Malari, like all Centauri houses, is sort of based on this uh, grabbing of dirty information on other houses in order to build yourself up. Yeah. I mean, because in the last episode, we found out that Delenn is like royalty and part of the ruling family, and that was surprising. So, it was if if Londo is who, it's like what's what's going on at Babylon Five? <laughs> what is it? Jakar says early on. I think it was in the first movie. He says, uh, "We are not what we seem." Hmm. Hmm. Ooh! Don't tell me anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not telling you anything. <laughs> But the whole, the whole, this whole episode was about intrigue. You know, you've got, yeah. so you've got the story about Adira and Londo going on, but you also have this sort of backstory going on on Susan Ivanova in the midst of all this as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so we, we find out more. I mean, we already knew that uh, Ivanova's mother was a telepath who ended up taking her own life, but now we're seeing just how rough Ivanova's life is. You know, that shortly after mom died, dad pretty much stopped being a father to Ivanova um and so she's got this terrible backstory that kind of makes her the cold person that she appears to be which I'm glad she has a backstory now and not just she's Russian (laughs) right right (laughs) but she she does use that sort of as this constant sort of like way of explaining herself yeah like being Russian is just automatically a a tragic story yeah or or just like this is like i'm i am russian right like i am this is this is what i'm doing i'm just being russian yeah but yeah, but yeah she's i forgot about her mom but yeah and we got to see the dad i don't know i think she's she's a really cool character 
like every time like that presence that she has when she comes into a room and every time she talks mm-hmm. yeah it was cool to get a little bit more information about her and and see her interactions with uh garibaldi that was that was cool again it's like it's it's the character moments that make that make these shows you know it's a very character driven show i yeah. mean the story will sometimes take like the soul hunter the story really got us because it, it brought us into this world of talking about what is a soul, but it's a very character driven series where you're trying to flesh out characters and backstories in order to tell the story. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that about it. I think that's why I got so caught by Babylon five. Cause there's so much heart there. I mean, even down to that moment where Gary Baldi's like, you know what? It, it was just a computer error and uh, it won't happen again. Will it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so you see that everybody can be turned a little by the heart. If you look at, you know, obviously Londo's response maybe should have been to hate Adira, but no, he goes back and he says, you know what? I'm going to free her. I'm going to get her where she needs to go. And if she ever wants to come back to me, then please come back. I'm here for you. Also, let's stop on that for a second. So the Centauri have slaves? What? Like yes, the Centauri's themselves can can be slaves. It's not even like they've enslaved another race, right? They yeah. they um, yeah, it's part of their culture. Hmm. Well, it, it, I think it's very you know we were saying born of the purple comes from Rome, but I, didn't didn't the Romans have slaves? <sighs> Who didn't back then? <laughs> well, that's probably know. true. Yeah, I don't know. But so they're they're not a really in terms of what an enlightened culture is. They're not really an enlightened culture. They're uh, an aristoc- aristocracy, aristocracy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm just surprised by the fact that she's, she is Centauri and she was also a slave. I mean, it could be indentured servitude, right? Which is like, you know, could be like you owed money. So now, you know, there's a contract, but if there are people who, who are born into that or how do you, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm interested. I want to, yeah. I want to know more about, What's going on there? Especially how that compares to the Narn, because the Narn and the Centauri are the ones who are, you know, at each other's throats. And I'm always curious about how similar or how different they are. And I, in, in, it's funny because in general, Jakar is, I don't know, I'm, I'm opening up to Jakar a lot, but he's like, he seems like the, if there were a bad guy, he would seem like the bad guy between them. Yeah. So far, again, three episodes in. But, yeah. but at the same time, I uh, it seems like what the Centauri have done is really messed up <laughs> towards the Narn. So I side with the Narn, uh, or, I, or I empathize with the with the, with the Narn uh, a lot. Yeah, but we, but we start that story with with we start we start that story though with uh, with the Narn attacking Rodgash three. Yeah. Yeah, and taking Karn Malari, so yeah. th- th- there's enough <laughs> there's enough blame to go around, right yeah. there. But it's like but they're like they're like taking back something, right? Like that's the that's hor- that horrible cycle that happens in war, right? It's like right. Oh no, well you took it first, so now we're taking it back, and and so but I don't know, but but like uh, specifically the slavery thing, it's like if if the Narn don't have slaves because they think that that's wrong, and the Centauri do, like I don't know, like I'm 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 adding I don't know like morality points to to everybody you know to see to see how they stack up so i'm, I'm really curious how they compare yeah i'm, I'm with the lynn where does it end <laughs> you shed blood they shed blood we all shed blood let's let's stop doing this yeah yeah it's clear that we've taken some steps away from ragash Bo because even though malari and jakar are a little bit at each other's throats 
they're also willing to come to the diplomatic table together supposedly sort of i mean londo didn't make it most of the time um well that's was another thing that was really surprising like jakar was all about this negotiation he was and he was angry that londo was like you know not uh not invested you know in, in yeah. what they were doing which again i don't i don't know my impression is that jakar would rather you know duke it out <laughs> uh and they don't explain what the euphrates treaty is they just talk about it kind of like this uh, MacGuffin that's just thrown out there like here we are working on this but they don't they don't explain that at all yeah that sector what's going on in the euphrates sector i don't know right i i don't know uh, just kind of a little bit outside of Babylon 5 for a minute. This is something I realized uh, the other day while I was watching some other piece of media that in order to have a spacefaring race where you have multiple planets, you know, if we think of it in terms of the way we think of it now, that you have to have a planet in a Goldilocks zone. And you may not know the answer to this question, but it's a question I'm asking myself and looking for answers to. Maybe I'll write Neil deGrasse Tyson about it. <laughs> um, is this this question of, can you have more than one planet in a Goldilocks zone um, but due to you know the gravitational forces and the various different things that might have to happen to pull it away from that other planet? I'm wondering if you can have two planets in a Goldilocks zone together. Uh, like, in a, like in the solar system? Yeah. I, yeah. I think so. Yeah, like if they're orbiting around a star, so you could have multiple... Yeah, um, I guess they'd have to be far enough apart and orbiting around a really large star so that their gravities doesn't affect each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because otherwise they'd pull each other out of orbit. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't know. Just, yep. Uh, yep. It was a realization I had. Uh, yeah. So. yeah, there needs to be some distance for the for the orbits to not be affected. Also, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's random, a little bit off topic, but... <laughs> I mean, statistically, what are the odds of that? It's probably very low. That's what I want to know. I want to know if we've looked out into space and found that. Yeah, I don't, I don't. Because yeah. that would be the most likely place for a spacefaring race if you're going to have races that live on multiple planets. Well, I mean, we can't even colonize the moon. Uh this is <laughs> this is true, but I don't know. I I I don't know how possible it is, but I don't think it's impossible that we could end up, you know, on Mars eventually. You know, I think I think it's very possible. It is very possible. I, I, I look forward to to getting there, hopefully in my lifetime. Yeah. Hopefully we'll go wake up uh, Opportunity and uh, uh, put some new music on uh, Starman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, that's kind of the fun of the science fiction. And there's this game. I bought it a long time ago. I, I really want to play it. It's called Stellaris. And it's like a, it's a 4X game. And okay. basically, you when you start a new campaign or a new game, uh, you put like different, you can, I think that you can select like, oh, can there be more than one inhabitable planet in a solar system? And how many inhabitable planets are there in this particular galaxy? So then, and then once you start playing, you are governing one planet and one race and all that. And then the other planets develop on their own and each of them mm -hmm. will have different political systems and different uh, economic systems. And then it plays out. Then you're playing out these scenarios similar to what I imagine, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, will continue to happen in Babylon five. And, and like, but you know, none of that is based on, on science, you know, it's, it's more like, well, you know, it would be really cool if we could, if we could have eight planets that were close enough and all these people could talk, 
and gotta love science fiction because uh <laughs> we can't do that yet I, i'm assuming you're talking about a video game i am talking about a video game yeah yeah because there's a really good 4x board game called twilight imperium which i, I may have talked about before but um t- Twilight Imperium is similar to Babylon 5 and it's similar to what you're talking about it's this this idea that you know yeah. all these races you yeah know, they have, and they're different forms of life so that's that's the thing that Susie pointed out to me you know you can't you can't judge everybody by by being you know human based or carbon based and, and yeah. there's other life forms and so that's where you can get a spacefaring race also yeah yeah I'm afraid to start Solaris that's basically why I haven't played it because I'm afraid I will I will disappear You'll get sucked in <laughs> for a very long time. Yeah, yeah. Oof, that's yeah. why. That's why I always stay away from MMORPGs because I know that I'm going to get sucked in, and I could it's, uh, escape from the world too much. Yeah, yeah. You want to play later? <laughs> I, I do. I do. I do have some stuff to do, but I do. Um, getting back to Babylon Five, so. Uh, Kodeth arrives and we've got Veer now. So we, we know that the ambassadors have attaches. They have uh, kind of underlings that come along to learn their position to be part of the the game that is going on in the diplomacy realm and all of that stuff. Um, one of my favorite lines uh, ever in Babylon 5. It's not the only good line, so there's no spoiler here, but uh, what is it you moon-faced assassin of joy? <laughs> <laughs> What? <laughs> this is this is Londo mm-hmm. when uh, Veer is calling him, and he answers that way. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Moon faced assassin of joy, and and so we see Veer is uh, very um, immature is the right word. You know, he's sitting at the diplomacy table, looks like he's playing like a Game Boy Advance or something, mm-hmm. and. <laughs> It's good to know video games still exist in the future. Listen, he's killing time. He's bored. Yeah, yeah he you is. Know? You know, if if they had cell phones, everybody'd be playing. You know, Candy Crush or something on their phone. It is. I think I love how fine. you managed to evangelize <laughs> video games in every setting. <laughs> I think it's fine. I think they're just killing time. Lando's no, it is busy. fine. And obviously, obviously, Kodath picks it up later on. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she's like, "Oh, it's just sitting there. I'm gonna play it now." Yeah. <laughs> Nobody else is picking it up. Just just Kodath and Veer. Yep. Don't give away the home world. No. Um, <laughs> That's my favorite uh, line. Yeah, that, that, that is also a great line. So we've, we've got stories of ta- betrayal, lots of deceit going on in this universe, and we're starting to see kind of the... We, we've been kind of getting hints of the hidden underbelly of Babylon 5. Um, we've got some backstory from Susan Ivanova, and we've, we get a little bit more heart from Garibaldi, who might seem like he's just a really cold guy, generally. Um, it, it there, The whole episode kind of brings some warmth and flesh out to many Babylon 5 characters, actually. So, you, this, is our, this is what, your third, fourth episode now? So, what yeah. are you thinking? What are you... I, I've heard you talk about it, but I, I kind of like... Yeah, what, like do you, a- what direction do you think this is all going to go in? Well, I, I have no idea. This is this is one of those episodes where I'm still I just I still don't know what the show is. Right? Okay. Because this was a very character driven personal show. And yeah. It's like there's a show right now that I'm watching with my mom. It's called This Is Us. I, I really like it. And my mom's like, but what is the point of the show? Like, what are they getting to? 
And I'm like, Mom, it's a show about like a family across, you know, like it's just like life. <laughs> it's about yeah. life. What's the point of life? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so, so I don't know what the show is exactly, but it's it, it it definitely made me think. Oh, you know, we're we're not always going to be. There isn't necessarily an arc that we're always going to be. Um, addressing right like we can we can take time off and and look at other things uh so i i'm still figuring it out but uh like i like i said before i like these characters and we got to yeah. see more of them we even you know we saw more of sinclair like sinclair is really cool and he he knows what's going on on the space station right he he proved that to, to lando and we saw different layers and we saw i think this is the first time we saw the nightclub right yeah uh, so, yeah. so again, like every, every episode is fleshing out Babylon five a little bit more and, and I like that, but I still don't see yet. Yeah, like, I don't see a trajectory necessarily. There's still, there's still a lot of mystery, still a lot of, uh, things to uncover. So, to, so that's where I'm at, but there wasn't, there was a little bit of world building, right? Again, yeah. th- things that I got hung up on, like, like the slavery, like how does the, these different, um, how do the different areas of the station work? And but I'm but I'm enjoying it. I enjoyed the episode, which yeah. is which is good <laughs> because because again I'm still I'm still figuring out what the show is. And so far I I like what I have because of these characters, you know. And and it's it's always cool to see. So you have these main alien races, and it's always cool to see other people from those planets so even if they're just attaches um this is a love interest right we're, we're seeing we see a little bit more of those races by meeting other people and so i really i really like that i like that a lot it's not unheard of for a series to have a story arc and then have, have kind of a side yeah 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 side no, thing. yeah 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 and and that's fine like there, again there are some shows that are all like we've talked about Star Trek Discovery, right? Like that show is just moving. Like that is one arc and we're just mm-hmm. moving on that arc. Like there isn't really anything else going on. Um, even if, it, you know, it, it's always the focus of the episode. Or we're always moving in a particular direction. This episode didn't feel like we're, we moved anywhere. Like, so I don't know where we're going uh, in that sense. But but I like everything that I'm that I'm seeing and everything that we're, we're learning. Also, I think I really appreciate, for example, Talia. Yeah, right. we haven't talked about Talia. Like she, I like that the show. The, I think the show is smart, and and I really I always appreciate that about science fiction. It's like okay, we're learning what the rules are in the world, but also there's an appreciation for the the resources that we have in the world. So we have Psychor, right? So mm-hmm. there's this whole thing with um with uh Trachus. T- uh, you said, right? Yeah. So Trachus is like, okay, so how can we get that information out of him? And it's like, oh, well, remember we have Psychor on board, <laughs> right? We have, we have a psychic and how, how could we use that to our advantage? And like Talia didn't have to be there, but, but she's on the ship so we can use that. Right. So I really right. appreciate the fact that the, the show, again, it's like, it's not being written by idiots, right? It's, it's people who know what they're doing. They know all the pieces that they have in play and they're using them in a smart way. And, and that I really like because 
it sucks when you're watching a show and you see a problem and you're like, oh, like if, if they wouldn't have brought in Talia, I'd be like, but they could have brought in Talia and, and like solve this, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? But, but, but that's exactly what happened. Just like the same thing with like track is trying to find somebody. It's like, well, McGrath is there. All you got to do mm-hmm. is talk to him. And, mm-hmm. and so like you have these elements that, that, uh, these, uh, pieces on the board, you know, that you can, that you can move around and in, in, in different ways and in fun ways because, uh, I think I think they're really good pieces. Yeah, in a sense, it's a it's a system of uh, what am I looking for? It's the, the the monetary currency, the currency of the show, the currency of the story so far has been in tracking and and keeping hidden information. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm just having this realization because you know, of course, uh, we get the purple files by getting technology to take information from Londo. And then you have Talia, who is there to provide some kind of way to reach into somebody's mind. Um, so, and then Ivanova off doing her own thing, doing something through other channels. So, hidden information, it's fascinating to me. Um, we also see that Talia has rules mm-hmm. that she has to follow. And it seems like there are only certain times that she can break those rules. And in certain ways, right? So she was, again, everybody thought of a way where it's like, well, we have this code and I'm not going to break it, but (laughs) I could ask him not to think about something. (laughs) Right. Don't think about the color purple. Yeah. That was, that was so cool. (laughs) That was so cool. It's like, you know, don't think about this or this or where Adira is. (laughs) Yeah. Gotcha. (laughs) (laughs) Again, that was a but fun way to But it's nice to have to those it. rules yeah. for, for the telepaths because here we are in a world that's got telepaths. It's nice to know that we've created some kind of body of legislation over what they can and can't do because they really, an, un, an untrained or an un, uh, what, what, bridled, I, bridled is a terrible world, but an unbridled telepath could just reach inside anybody's mind and get any information they need. Oh, man. See, but I, I disagree with what you just said because th- that's like Ivanova's mom's story, right? Yeah, it's, it's um, I think like if you're born a psychic, like well, then you're born a psychic, whatever, right? Like having, having those kind of controls doesn't seem. It's that fear though that that has started that that's created this this, like, group of or body of legislation over a group of people that would otherwise be, either completely separated from society because of fear of all that. Or treated Maybe. badly because you can reach into my mind. Maybe, right? I mean, I, I don't know. Like, what would Talia have done if she had a choice? Because basically she's there because she doesn't... Well, her choice was to be medicated or join Psychor. Yeah, she was given three choices, so it's it's really terrible. You can be medicated, join Psychor, or have... Uh, wasn't there something about have it removed from you or... I don't, I don't remember that option uh, coming So there are only two choices? I think so, yeah. It was like... You'd, you'd think you'd, I'd know that. I, th- I mean, that's the only thing that I remember being mentioned. It was like, well, you're, you know, oh, guess what? We know you're psychic. You have to take drugs to subdue that. Like, you can't be who you are, right? You need to take drugs to to subdue that for the benefit of us, right? It's, you know, it's definitely the fear thing, right? Um, yeah. And, or join basically the the military, right? It's like, you're either, sub- you're either medicated or weaponized and... Ugh, I hate that. Uh, yeah, that, that's idea. a terrible. I mean, yeah. obviously, it doesn't seem like we legislated that very well. 
<laughs> no. If no. we have to, I, I mean, that's a question. Do we have to legislate it? I don't know. Or do we have to kind of control it? You know, if, if people suddenly popped up with powers, I mean, isn't that, that's the X-Men story. That's all these different stories that, that show true. people with superhuman powers. Yeah. Do we I run mean, in fear or do we somehow find a way to embrace it? Yeah. I mean, they, yes, they could take over, but like, we're helpless mortals. Yeah. So our only power is in bureaucracy and uh, gunplay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we can't let them take over. So let's oppress them. Let's subdue them. Um, yeah. Ugh, it's, it's horrible. I hate the whole it idea is horrible. of a cycle. It is horrible. Yeah. I mean, I mentioned earlier that humans are like basic, right? <laughs> they're, right. They're, you can't do anything, but I forgot, I forgot about the, the psychics, but again, that's like, what's the percentage of, of people born with that ability on earth when did that start happening why those are bigger questions but the way talia handled this knowing that she has a, a code knowing that she's willing to bend the rules a little bit is is fun and i like the way that you mentioned you know it, it's a system right so that's definitely what i was thinking of right like there's a system in play we know all the pieces and even what ivanova did it's like oh okay like she she knows how to manipulate communication mm-hmm. so now we have that in our back pocket, right? Like if we, if we need that in the future, we could, we could definitely use that. Which I'm guessing we will in a world where there's so much mystery and, and exchange of information and backstabbing oh, yeah. and all that. Yeah. It, it excites me because I just don't, you know, I, I've watched this episode several times and I've never taken apart those individual elements. Mm-hmm. I never really realized that we are really looking at um, a way of presenting to the audience that, there's a whole kind of covert structure going on behind everything. And I never made that parallel between Talia and Ivanova and uh, the thing with Adira. Yeah. Yeah. Also uh, even Adira, but uh, for the most part, women are strong in this universe. Yeah. You know, Kodath didn't give that guy any quarter when, when he, uh, Hey, spots. Can I? Yep. I don't know what he said exactly, but um, she she took him out. Yeah, yeah. I will note that he's the same guy that Trachus bumps into on in the Zocalo. <laughs> oh, he's just a dick. That poor guy's just <laughs> slated to be a bad guy for the episode. Basically, <laughs> I need you to stand here and get beat up twice. <laughs> yeah. Well, like Delenn is probably the most powerful person. Uh, on the ship as far as uh, I know so far, like she literally has like, what was it like rings or something like that? Right. Yeah, she, had, these... she had the ring that she put on and yeah, she, she has literal power, five uh, gravities, six gravities. I forget. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's an actual power power. She also, apparently she's royalty, you know, like, yeah, yeah. But definitely the female characters on the show are strong and formidable. And, and this is at a time when there, that just wasn't happening that much. I think DS9 did it too, mm-hmm. but the, the, you know, we're starting to see that much more in our media now because obviously we have Captain Marvel and we have all these different things that are happening that sort of bring an empowering light to our, our female actors. But that was more rare back in the nineties. And, uh, it's, it was, it was wonderful to see that we're starting to see some fleshed out female characters that are not just I don't know, accessory to the males that are in the, in the room. Yeah. And, and that's something you're going to see as it goes forward. So that's, it's, it's wonderful. So, so many great things going on in this episode. I don't think there's a lot of controversy going on more than just here's the story. Um, 
Yeah, again, I just think that I I got to know everybody better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's nothing to really philosophically wrap our mind around except for the idea that, you know, there's slavery there and uh, there's back channels. So, but I, I'm looking forward to uh, our, our next watch. Um, you know, you'd think I'd remember the name of the next episode. Contagion? I think it's Contagion. Are you going to look it up? I, I'm looking it up right now. <laughs> Infection. <laughs> I was so off. So I'm looking forward to the next episode, Infection, um, as we build more about uh, about the Babylon 5 world. Yeah, definitely. I can't wait. We're watching yeah, them faster either. now, which is good. We are watching them faster. <laughs> We're watching a couple episodes this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a new, it's a new feeling. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, Josue, I just tried to get to a point where I was going to, I'm going to organize these things and make them priority. So, um, regardless of who listens to us, I, I just want to hang out, have fun with you and watch Babylon five. So I am, it's fantastic. It's, it's very good so far. You have not led me astray. <laughs> good. My evangelizing is working. Yes. Um, <laughs> so any final thoughts? I feel like that's my that's my go-to any final thoughts but i feel like you've asked me that twice already <laughs> not not today but i have probably in the past two or three weeks yeah well well i don't know i don't know how to answer the i feel like i answered the question already so um <clears throat> final so thoughts you, let me see you don't uh, have to do it yeah no now i'm doing it because <laughs> okay, that's your fine. go-to that's your go-to final thoughts stop having it as a go-to go ahead final thoughts just recapping what i said before i, I feel like i I know everybody a little better and I, I'm really looking forward to, to seeing the next episodes because I'm in, I'm, I'm, I'm all in on Babylon five. You're bought. Yes. <laughs> Good. Cause what's coming up is just so fantastic. Uh, I can't even explain. <laughs> Not necessarily next episode, but what's coming up is so fantastic. Oh, good. I mean, uh, I, again, the, the wait between episodes has been, has been hard. Has been very hard on me. <laughs> so for those listeners, I, I have to tell you that uh, Hostway is kind of letting me drive the ship, and so he he watches things as fast as I say we can do an episode. And so my whole goal has been to keep him waiting as much as possible. So <laughs> I don't know if it's absence makes the heart grow fonder or. Uh, um, waiting for Josue to actually fly from Puerto Rico, come up here and slap me in the face. Either one will do. Um, oh, the worst part is just remembering everything. You know, I feel like yeah. I, I actually made a, sh- uh, a, a list of notes with the characters so that I'm like, okay, right, Jakar, Londo, where are they from? Where are their planets? Like, you know, yeah. again, only three episodes in. So it's hard. Yeah, three episodes in a movie. Yeah, yeah it, it's. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Over There's the course a, of like oh. what three months? <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna do better, Hostway. I promise. I hope so. I believe in you. I believe in us. <laughs> Let's do this. All right. So, folks, if you are uh, enjoying our show, if you want to be part of our conversation, we have a place to do that. You can do that on the Geek Therapy forums. We will have a Discord chat for uh, this show, and uh, we want to hear from you. Uh, what did you think of color, uh, color purple? <laughs> what did you think of born to the purple? And uh, 
what kinds of insights did you derive from our story here? Hopefully you're, maybe some of you are watching it anew. Maybe some of you are watching it as old time watchers. That's what we call ourselves, old time watchers, right? Um, and uh, either way, uh, bring that wisdom into uh, into chat, into the forum, and we'd love to, to talk about it. The only thing I ask is though, you know, if you are a, a long time watcher, we all know that this this show is all about the intrigue and the story that is coming, and you know that's already a pretty big spoiler. It's not a big spoiler because you can kind of see it all kind of unfolding. But the main thing is to allow the people that are new to experience it as new. And I'm doing my best, guys. I really am. I try so hard not to spoil the future. Um, but I, I'm, I'm excited to watch my friend Josue go on this fantastic roller coaster ride. Stop spoiling it. <laughs> I'm not. Shut up. I'm not. Just stop talking. All stop I'm doing talking. is hyping. <laughs> it's just hype. Hype, hype, hype. I do love hype. <laughs> Every week, just before Discovery airs, he types in hype <laughs> in the Discord. I'm yes. very excited about a lot of hype. things. Yes. I am too. <laughs> I'm too. That's why we're here. Yep. <laughs> so thanks so much for listening to Conspiracy of Light. We look forward to your custom in the future and uh, keep looking up. No, that's not. <laughs> keep conspiring for life. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't have a tagline here. I just. Uh, we'll see you next time. Your intros and your outros are getting worse every week. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. <laughs> That was my goal. Yes, sir. Don't give away the homeworld. <laughs> <laughs>